is incredibly important right now. You can feel really stifled if your voice isn't heard and if you're kind of stuck in an endless summer that doesn't feel any different than yeah. the last three months. I think that it's important to find your voice and a way to spend your time to express yourself because, you know, you can go stir crazy and watch TV for endless hours a day or you can feel like you're using your time in a valuable way. That's me, Angelica Norton. For this episode, my chatty daughters, Eloise and Ansley, took over my hosting duties to ask me some of the questions I normally pose to my guests and to give crafting advice. Now more than ever, it's important to be creative so we don't feel stir-crazy in the midst of a pandemic, and in order to find ways to express our tumultuous feelings during social unrest. Let's all shift perspective and ask questions to see what we can learn from one another. And, like Eloise says, Actually, listen. Stay tuned for my monthly chat. Three, two, one, rolling. Welcome, Welcome to Chatty Crafties, where we tell our mother what to do. Mom, stand up. Mom, sit down. I'm Eloise, the chatty one. I'm Ansley, the crafty one. Ansley is the younger sister. Eloise is the older sister. And today we are taking over our mother's podcast for one episode. Welcome, Welcome to, to our show. Yeah. Okay. So, are you going to introduce okay, me now? So, so, um, please give a round of applause for our mother, aka Angelica Norton, the host of Chatty Crafties. <laughs> thank you, thank you, ladies. Thank Yay. you for having thou, me on your show. Thou. No problem. We 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 love inviting these kind of people to our show. We <laughs> yes. love that. Yes. Well, yeah, I'm excited to be on your show and y'all ask me questions. Ooh, yeah. Where's my sticking? Oh, there. Okay. We are going to start off with our creative inspiration of the week or month or year, whatever you want. So I am the crafty one, I am going to tell you some crafts that you could do. So today I started with drawing a, like a person and then I, I, I painted it so you could do crafts, maybe use boxes, because my cat, my cat really loves to jump in boxes, so you could make something for your cat. You want to draw something? They actually love fluffy things, so you could put mm-hmm. that in your box, and they would love the. They would love it. That's a Thank great you. idea, Ansley. Thank you, Ansley, for sharing. Who would like to go next? Um. Okay, I could go next. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> One thing I've been doing lately is reworking my mask. Really? That's cool. I didn't like how um, hard it was to breathe through the masks that I made before. I was right, like, and you made us masks, mm-hmm. and I, I'm wearing it right now, except as a headband. Um, the masks that I made before were three layers because I was really concerned with filtering things out, and then I realized once summer started, it became hard to breathe in them. Oh, yeah. So I wore a bandana out on a job site the other day. And it was so much easier because it wasn't right on my mouth. 
it kind of floated above my mouth and went down to my neck. So then I saw on a Facebook ad for, I don't know, headbands that somebody turned into a mask. And that's what gave me the idea. And I had some jersey knit in my stash from Austin Creative Reuse. And so I just cut a rectangle and used the serger and did two different stitches and flipped it inside out and then closed off the seam. And it's um, stretchy. And I made three of them on accident because I made two of them too small. So I guess you gals got a mask as well. There you have it. Go to to Austin Creative Reuse to get all the sewing stuff you need. And the the masks are great. And so there's a picture speaking, of one okay. on my Instagram, the Chatty Crafties Instagram. Yes. And so we'd like to add something. Um, so I have one of her masks. You can use them for a headband, yeah. a mask, and you can use them like as an arm piece. You could you could twist it and then put it back together and it would be like it would like turn into an arm piece. You can you wrap can, it around your wrist. And you it works like, as scrunchies. You mm-hmm. could like twist it like like one side's right here and one side's right there, like two circles like attached. Like and an then, infinity sign. Yeah, and then you could do it like turn it like this, like put it then together. You fold it so it's two circles. And then you could put it on your arm and it you can spread it out a little bit and mm-hmm. it would be like a like a little bracelet. That's right. My weekly inspiration is Zoom. Oh. Yeah. That actually- Zoom is an app, kind of like FaceTime. If you've heard of FaceTime before, you probably have. It's kind of like FaceTime, except the app is blue. And <laughs> yes. And it's... What do you like about it that's creative? I, I like it because it, it kind of gives you a chance to see a lot of friends at once. I mean... A lot, my weekly inspiration would probably be, like, staying in touch with friends. If you do FaceTime, it's only, like, one friend. I, I've, I've nothing against FaceTime because I use it so much. But for Zoom, you're able to have more than one friend see you. And it's been very useful for me, my school Zooms, and, like, my friend Zooms, my parents, like, for their... Um, for their work Zooms, and Ansley's used it for school Zooms, too. It's very useful. And we are not seeing people because yeah. we are trying to be careful. Social distancing, people. Six so- feet. Six feet. And wear a mask out in public. That's right. So- Especially mom's masks. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. So we've been trying not to see people, and so y'all are craving seeing your friends. Have you done any yeah. arts and crafts with yes. your friends? We I have done a Zoom scavenger hunt with my class for last day because we are in summer now. We are in summer. School has ended. This is the first Monday of summer. Yeah. yeah. And um we we're excited, but it's not the best summer not being able like most kids get really excited about summer because like they don't have school. But, but it's a little bit more now, of the same, huh? It's yeah. A little more of the same. There are ups and downs to um, to coronavirus. Hmm. And the ups are, I mean, I have a lot of anxiety about school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So 
Do you get panic attacks I, being at school? And... I get panic attacks, like, with everyone there. Mm-hmm. So, like, being home, I'm still able to do my work. And it's a lot quieter, so I'm able to focus. You're less likely to get overstimulated. Yeah, but I still get overstimulated sometimes. We're, we're in coronavirus times. I mean, it's, it's not, it, you're not crazy to start going insane. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's kind of the same words, but okay. yeah, it's a play on words. Okay, for our next part of the podcast, we are going to talk about how we would host our show. I've I've never really hosted a show, but Ansley, she's always had a dream about being on YouTube. I wouldn't say a dream, but she's always had some sort of feeling of. N- of wanting to be on YouTube. Why not let Ansley show to the world what she wants to do with YouTube? Take it away, Ansley. So I would do like, so this is how I'm gonna start, I'm how I will start, and I'm just gonna pretend y'all are YouTube, so. Yep, here we go, and action. Hi guys, welcome to today's video. My name is Ansley Norton, and I am here showing y'all a podcast. I would be like taking a video right now. Are you gonna do it? Like, okay, we are going to take a video while we are doing this, and we are probably gonna post it somewhere, like on Instagram or Facebook. So, action! So, hi guys, welcome to today's video. I am Ansley Norton, and I am here doing a podcast video. And I am. Oh my god. I'm so- <laughs> That's a, an interesting voice. Hello. Oh my god, so ah. creepy. Okay, no. well, let's keep going so with this. So, I, so, oh, hi guys, welcome to today's video. My name is Ansley Nora, and I'm, I am showing a video of a podcast. Yep. So, we are here just doing a podcast. My mom has, it's like, some podcast stuff, and we yeah. are on a podcast taking it over for Watch. one day. Yeah, we're taking over for oh one day. Ansley, what tips would you have for your YouTube show? So if you would, if you are going to try YouTube, you should start off with a nice welcome. Like, hi, guys. Hi, guys. Welcome to today's video. A nice, exciting welcome. If you're just tuning in, I am Ansley Norton. Introducing yes. yourself, that's but, a good idea. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if sometimes you need to ask permission oh, to go definitely. on YouTube and and to start YouTube. Yeah, and it, and once you start, it isn't like it you can start anytime. And sometimes you might need a code name. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, because you don't want your name just on. Yeah, YouTube. and for remember, the creepers. And remember to blur out the addresses. Mm, yeah, because that's a good tip. That yeah, is... you can blur out stuff you don't want people to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell them your code name for. If I would do YouTube. Unicorn Queen. And I'm Unicorn love... Cupcake. Like if I'm unicorn in the background, cake. you were she would Unicorn me, Cake. She would call me Unicorn Cupcake. You were I, Cake. I don't know why. I've always had this thing for cupcakes. That's true. I hate you used to say Happy Cupcake instead of Happy Birthday when you were three years yeah. old. Well, I hate frosting. I do not like frosting. Okay, let's stay focused on the show. Yes. yes. Is there anything else you would like to add for your YouTube segment of this podcast? You should make sure to to be safe. Like, don't show anyone like anything that that um 
that people could like get on, like put it on Google or ask Siri about it uh-huh, to, to, yeah, to find us. And you wouldn't want to put your neighbors on if yeah, they didn't have permission from their yeah, parents. Yeah, you gotta find out. Yeah, we would. I would do like sometimes I pretend I'm on YouTube. He, our neighbor. Yes, our, our neighbor. neighbor. Yes, and we we he likes the, to play the game. His code name is His, Bendy. He is exact. He is obsessed with horror stuff. Like, like he loves, he loves, um, he loves Five Bendy, Nights at Freddy's, Five Nights at Freddy's, just so Baldi. many, so many stuff I've never heard of before. I'm Ellie's the chatty one. I'm Ansley the crafty one. Yay! Yay! Go check on Instagram or Facebook, wherever my mom's gonna post it to see that video. But. Ansley, have back, you had enough? Yes. But okay. back on our podcast, we are going to say goodbye to Ansley. Bye, Ansley. Bye. Everyone say bye. 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 Have fun. Okay, now it is just me and my mother. I have a few questions for her. Okay. Okay. Earlier earlier on the podcast, you have mentioned, like, your face mask. Like, that's what you've been doing for, like, that. I'm wondering, what feeling do you have while making, while like sewing or making stuff for others? It's what feeling do you have? You don't, you don't have to describe it. Just what feeling do you have? Um, I think when I have the urge to sew, it's because I feel restless and I don't want to, um, like watch TV or read a book or anything like that. I like limited, limited, um, activities that you want to do. That's just like your one place to go. Right. I have the urge. I know that when I'm feeling that way, I have the urge to make something. Does it, does it make you happy or like Mm-hmm. Does it make you really emotional? Does it make you like happy? Like when you start sewing, you smile. Just mm. like what, what um, what? How do I? What basic feelings? I feel like you satisfied. Can... Maybe like I'm making the most of my time. Like um, I feel good because it's frugal. And what, okay, sorry, but I'm, I just got to ask this. What does frugal mean? It means that we're For saving... For real, viewers at home and me. <laughs> it's uh, like I'm saving money. So saving I'm being... Money. Uh, careful with money, and I'm making something for something that doesn't cost very much. Yeah, and for the masks, she does great. So if Thanks. you're if you're a friend of hers, go ahead and ask her to make you a mask. No, don't do that. So <laughs> no, I, don't do that. Because I made some fifty odd masks. You're asking what feeling I had. Well, at first I felt like I was. I really had the urge to take care of people and I wanted to protect them from this scary pandemic. So I just started making masks and masks and masks. And then it got to feel like an obligation, but one that I gave myself. And I I just got tired and I, I didn't feel like sewing anymore. And if I wanted to make something for myself, I felt a little guilty. So I needed to recalibrate that feeling and say, all right, I have made enough masks. This is my gesture for the world. And now it's okay to start working on my quilt again. 
So, have you, so, other than your quilt, do you think you've done any you time? Like, for, Mm. you've made a a whole bunch of um, masks for other people. Have you made anything other than your quilt? Like, have you patched up dresses? I'm trying to think if I've made anything else. The last thing I remember is, like, our Uncle Zach is living with us right now, um, is our... Is my uncle Zach's um, overalls? overalls. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's the last thing. And yeah, he had a, a rip in his overalls, his work overalls, and I found a really fun piece of fabric. Um, yeah, and she's used it for like what is it called? Like the embroidery. Embroidery. So it has these yeah. beautiful plants on it that I trace with embroidery thread. Um, I don't know that I've made anything else at the moment. This quilt I'm working on is pretty extensive. What are what are you making the quilt for? Uh, for Dad in my bed. So really? this is the How first. Big is it? It's a queen size. So queen size. this is the first time I've made a blanket for myself, and I have a feeling I'm and going how to. How long? How long have I been doing it? No, and how long have you made like? You said it is the first time you're making something for yourself. Since how long ago? Uh, oh, since like, I've been making blankets? Like, what I mean is, like, when was the last time you made something for yourself? Oh, um, I have made a couple of bags for myself. Have I probably made, would have no. given them away, but there was something weird about the how I turned it inside out. There were some exposed um, stitches, and so, so I kept them for myself. Well, Mom, if I'm being honest, I feel like if you could make some dresses and you could sell them and make huge money from it. <laughs> Thanks. You're, you're so good at it. I appreciate that. I think it would change how I felt about making them. So remember what I said about the masks? At one yeah. point, I felt like it was an obligation. And so it kind of takes the fun out of it, whatever... My, my therapist member, I brought up that she said um, one metaphor was uh, giving away spoons or collecting spoons. I feel like when I sew most of the time, I'm collecting spoons. I'm filling my spoon cup up. Oh, yeah. I, I know that feeling. If any of our viewers back home haven't ever heard of that, I feel like you should start doing that because it's a nice, it's a nice um, inspiration to... Uh-huh help you do something for yourself. I think that's a good way of putting it. Like listen to our podcast. <laughs> I think that um, filling your cup, that phrase kind of became ubiquitous. So it's hard to get meaning, meaning out of something that you hear a lot. And so sometimes you have to hear a different way of describing it to... Get and our meaning. way is totally different. <laughs> well, totally. I, I just hadn't heard of collecting spoons as a way of describing how you're feeling and that if somebody really, somebody you interact with takes all of your spoons away, um, it's another yeah. way of saying they well, drain you. And so yeah. the way that I describe, the way that I visualize um, my spoons, one of our orange bowls inside that were from oh, yeah. my childhood, that were from my granny. I imagine that orange. Oh, look, there it is. There's the orange bowl. That's the one I picture. And I just picture the same size spoon and I'm giving them away or I'm collecting them. So when I sew, I'm collecting spoons for myself. Yeah. They just materialize out of the air. 
when I feel like I need to make something for someone, I feel like it has to be perfect. That I'm a little embarrassed if the stitches aren't straight or if I have to rip a stitch or if I don't cut it very well. Would that take away your spins, like Mm -hmm. worried about it? Or like seeing you do it would still add spoons? I don't know. I I think that, well, people ask to buy masks from me and I didn't want to collect money for it, number one, because I was giving them to healthcare workers. But the few people that I made them for in my life, I didn't want them to pay me for them because then I would have to make sure that it looked better than it did. And and they probably looked fine, but I worried about it. And it's just not my profession. Like I get paid to design landscapes. Yeah. And you're great at that. I appreciate that. And so that is something that I would rather put my time into because my rate is such that if I had to start at the beginning of sewing, I wouldn't be able to charge very much. I'm able to charge a living wage, the appropriate amount for landscape designs and builds. And this I would have to start from scratch. So I have no interest in starting from scratch. There you have it, folks. Go go search OES design build or something. <laughs> OES.design. Like, OES.design. Open and Envelope Studio. Yeah. My, that's my parents' business. They design backyards and, and front my, yards. And front yards and, and side yards. And side yards and all yards. And decks and, and, and decks. They they do a great job. So go go give them a call or something if you want a new backyard. Always be plugging. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have something else. Okay. First, have you ever had something like this happen where when you were a child? And if so, how did you handle it? Okay. What? Like, what happened? Coronavirus. Oh! um, I was afraid in 1989 of... I would have been nine. um, Or eight turning nine. I was afraid of uh, killer bees from Africa. What are killer bees? Oh, it's just like a type of, I don't know, hornet or bee or... Can it kill you if it stings you? They said that, but I don't think so maybe but it came from africa and supposedly was going to show up in texas and they just said they were migrating maybe i don't know i was a kid um there were um did everything go on lockdown there were movies about this and it freaked me out i was not happy seeing a movie about this it was probably around the time (laughs) that like the fly was on tv and like bug movies were very popular um And so I remember being really traumatized by that, but nothing really changed. There was not anything in my daily routine that changed. So you should know. there were no lockdowns? There were no lockdowns. I've never had anything like this where we had to be cautious about going around people, uh, where we had to wear masks, where we weren't allowed to go to school. There was no time where I was told I couldn't go to school or go to work. Oh. So this is weird. Well, adding to that thought, if someone asked me if coronavirus was happening to, like, my daughter in the future and, like, they were asking, did anything happen like that to you? If I'm being honest, I I would answer yes because I would answer about 
the bats with rabies at oh, my school. Oh, so what Eloise is talking about is right before we um, had to do shelter down. in place, maybe like the week before or two weeks before like two spring weeks. break, there were bats in her school. And one of them, and we went on lockdown for one day, and then it led to two days. They kept finding more bats. And then it led to three days. It was crazy. We thought this and was then, the craziest thing. And then it, and, and then it. And then it led to four days, and we came back on Wednesday. I'm like, oh, finally, we're going to school tomorrow. I never thought I would miss so much school. Yeah. And then this came, but um. So what happened was a colony of bats made their way into the school through the roof, and they wanted to relocate them instead of exterminate them, which I appreciated. Bats are really important to the ecosystem of Austin, they eat mosquitoes. But there were a couple of bats that they tested um, that they caught that had rabies, so they wanted to be very careful. Nobody caught rabies at the school, and we thought it was crazy that this was happening. But most uh, parents... And I thought this was going to be the most crazy thing that ever happened this year, and then coronavirus happened, so that's... Yeah, most parents were very understanding. We were just like, this is so hard to stay home and find childcare, getting calls at midnight the night before, and now everything changed where everyone's just home. So they set up a trap, and they were all leaving. There were some nets that they put. There were nets that they put up, and... And then... So bats could fly out the holes, but they had trouble coming back in. And then they lived happily ever after, the end. And then the very next week, we did... uh, There was spring break, and I kept y'all home that Friday because I was getting nervous about... And we were also sick the days before. Oh, God, you're right. Y'all were sick that week. Oh, my God, I just realized something. So when there's not a dangerous virus going around, we're always sick. And then we've never gotten sick since the coronavirus has started. We've been very careful. We've been very lucky because a lot of people out there are incredibly sick. Yeah. And I know that they're having a hard time with this. And I have such empathy and sympathy for what they're going through. And so we're doing our part by not interacting with a lot of people even though I wanted to be out there for the marches this weekend do you know what I'm talking about well um our friends Sarah Mitch Lily and Oliver who have all been on this podcast they went down to uh, downtown Austin and marched um for George Floyd and the police brutality protests and Black Lives Matter, and they wanted to make sure that they um, showed their community that they were allies um, because we are we feel privileged. We have what's called um, white privilege. Do you know what this is, Eloise? So it doesn't mean that our life is any easier than anybody else's, but it means our life isn't going to be harder because of the color of our skin. Yeah, and it's not fair because black lives do matter. They matter a lot. Yeah, so it doesn't mean that all lives don't matter. I feel like that misses the point when people yeah. say that. And and women have rights. They they should like back back a long time ago there were just women couldn't vote, they couldn't yeah. have jobs, they it's just couldn't have credit so, cards, so couldn't much own stuff property. has changed for women and um black people black. of color. Yeah, and so, but not enough. Not enough. And it's it's our job to try and fix that because I believe that someday it'll end if we all work together. 
What's difficult about this, Eloise, is I don't know that I fully understand what people of color are going through. And I've been trying to really listen right now because to assume that I know this journey they've been on where they are afraid of going out of their house. I really haven't known what to say about this. And I've, I feel really emotionally charged when I look at social media right now um, because I feel like I won't say the right thing. And, and even now I'm a little self-conscious of, of what I'm saying about this because there's so many more people putting this more eloquently, but I thought it was important to discuss this with you and yeah. and show that these are conversations we're having at home um, because things are different right now and yeah. we're, we're going through a transition from the pandemic, but we're also hopefully going through a transition with how people are being treated, how we treat each other, how we understand each other. And I just, I want to figure out what my role is as an ally and what our role is as a family so that we don't just sit back and see this happen and just wait for it to be over. Yeah. Because I don't think because, that's fair. Because everyone, everyone has the power to stop this. But for some reason, some people are like saying black lives don't matter. Think about it. There's actually never been a a, a completely African-American president. Barack mm -hmm. Obama was half and half. Judge. He's biracial. Biracial. There we go. And there's never been a woman president. Mm -hmm. It's always been white men. Well, next we are going to talk about, for the viewers at home, I want you to pause. And I think you mean listeners, my dear. Sorry. For the listeners at home, I want I want. And you to either pause the podcast or just take this moment of silence to think about what you can do to help save other people's lives. And I think that that is a really good um, uh, call to action for both things okay. we just yeah. talked about. Okay. Three, two, one. Moment of silence. Okay, thank you for taking that time to think about it. For our next subject, I would li like to talk about what what was your childhood like? Because, Ooh. like, like in TV shows right now, it's like, like, grandparents say, back in my day. Like, that's like... That's an old trope from my childhood, yeah, too, though. Yeah, really. Mm -hmm. And because... So, wait, do you think that about me? Do you think I tell no, boring no, stories? No, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm like All thinking... this is saying? <laughs> no, mother. I'm not thinking about you, but... But, I mean, I bet you some kids do think of their parents like that. Mm -hmm. So... They just need to work on their storytelling. Yeah, one move can change that. Like, saying... Wow, Grandma, I really appreciate your stories. Or, wow, Mother or Father, I really appreciate your stories. You don't want Just them like, to feel bad. Or, actually, listen, because I bet you there is a story or in there. Or, actually, listen! Or, actually, listen! I bet you there is a story in there that will really make you appreciate them. Okay. Because... I like that. Your grandparents are worthy of a lot of things. 
And so I bet you're thinking about grandparents because you just spent a week out in Blanco. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was terrible on the last day. And so uh, the girls stayed out there for a week because they had the last few days of school and I had not um, had the wherewithal to help focus on your assignments. So it felt subjective about whether or not they were actually due, but I wanted you guys to finish with a bang. Yeah, I didn't know if you were doing them. So I um, asked your Graham Graham if she could watch you for a couple days and it turned into a week. Come on, climb down. But yeah, it got to be probably one day too long for you. Yeah. But I think that it was really good for you to spend that much time with them. Yeah. And you probably needed a break from us in oh, the house. Oh, yeah, I did. There's more room to run around out there. And I had a huge bike accident, but I'm yeah. fine now. Um, so, any, so you were talking about um, storytelling and appreciating grandparents. Yeah, so what was it like when you were little? Like, what kind of toys did you have? Actually, I'm wondering about your school and, like, bullies. How did you handle that? Because... So there are a lot of questions you're asking. Yeah. First, I want you to answer the school part. <laughs> what was school like, or yeah. it was there bullies? Like, what? I'm wondering about bullies. Uh, like, did you I ever went go through to, that? Yes. I went to a school that my mom taught at in Houston. An art teacher. She's an art teacher. And if you really want to dig through these podcasts, I probably have mentioned which one. Um, I, I don't know. I was like a weird kid, you know, and I wasn't really sure how to make friends. And it probably didn't help that my mom taught at the school. Why? Uh, I don't know. I'd say things like, well, I can do this because my mom teaches here. Like, Oh, an extra reason to brag? Yeah. So I I just wasn't great about making friends. And I went there from like second to eighth grade and I was miserable. Um, People were just really, really awful to me. I probably had maybe five people by the end of it that I thought were really cool and nice and sweet to me. How big was the school? Like really big or like small? Because if it was small, I think I would understand like Five. There were probably a hundred people in my grade. Ooh. That, about the same size as your grades. There were yeah. probably like four homerooms. Um, no, they were. There were some like really awful people that did like, not were, treat were me the well. Other were the other ninety five kids awful or like some some like didn't talk to you. Some were too like. I mean, there were some, some are the cool kids. And, yeah, like, there were some that were outright mean just vicious there were some that didn't say anything and just would laugh there were some that didn't want to get in the crossfires i'm sure i bet there were some that didn't care yeah you're probably right but i just didn't know them that well were there any like cool kids or did you ever like try to bond with the quote-unquote cool kids i mean i tried to be nice to everyone but there were just some people that would torment me and just got a kick out of it so I left in eighth grade and went to high school um somewhere else it was a that school was a k through 12 and the high school I went to was a public school and I was able to start fresh I got into theater and creative writing and 
I met my friends who I recently did a podcast, the Handbag Poetry Handbag Night. Handbag Poetry Night. I've heard that. That is an amazing podcast. And oh, you I liked l- that episode? I loved how emotional y'all got. Oh, yeah. It was sweet. So if you're listening to this, don't pause the podcast. Finish listening to it. But um, after you listen to this podcast, try your best to get to that one. That one's really good. Yeah, it was sweet. It's not the best recording because it's on a Zoom call. but Again, Zoom's awesome. But yeah, it's another way it was creative. Um, but with, you know, supportive, lovely, creative women, I was able to um, find a different side of myself, find a way to express myself and learn how to be a better friend. So if I'm being honest, I didn't know you did poetry. And when it was your turn to like do your poetry, like, yeah. did, how old were you did? When you did it. When I wrote some of those? Yeah. Uh, well, the first time I wrote a poem, I was probably in ninth or tenth grade, so I was really? probably 15 or 16. First time I ever wrote a poem was, like, last year. I'm sure I wrote a poem before then, but I didn't, like, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure, keep them. Like, there were school grades. I'm sure... I'm sure you had some sort of project in reading right. where you had to, because that's why I did my poems. Yeah. But then after I, like, tried to write my own poem, like, I would always do it in partners. If you ever wanted to, like, do a poem together, I'd be glad to do that. Oh, yeah. that'd be fun. Because we do I'm that. Always, I've always been good with, like, a partner, and you're, you're really good at poetry, and I think <laughs> it would be not a nice reset. Like okay, a, like a nice a good idea, and like try and reconnect with that those poems. Yeah, I really I had not written in a long time. Yeah, um, so I'd love to, Eloise. Thank you for that invitation. Yeah. Okay, so I have a couple more things, and then we are going to wrap up this podcast. Okay. Um. First, my question is, what is your favorite part about quarantine? Oh, yeah, trying to find something positive in all of this. Because I'm sure there are positive things about it, but there are some downers. And, like, some people actually like those downers, and some some people Mm -hmm. don't like the things that we like about it. Right, we're very lucky. Or I like it about it. I don't know what my mom likes about it. Yeah, I want to be very clear that I know that we are very lucky at this moment. Yeah, and remember, these... Warning, warning, these are our opinions, so do not get upset at us for believing these things. You have your own opinion, and you deserve to have it. Oh, okay. I like that caveat. Um, But I do think it's good to try and find something positive in this. Wait, what was the question? Like, what do I like about it? What is your favorite thing about quarantine? And what is your least favorite thing about quarantine? Okay. Um, I think... My favorite thing is getting a uh, that I'm able to stay at home with you girls. Yeah, I like that too. And and with dad, I was get, get some extra lovey time. Yeah, I was anxious about being able to afford summer camps every week and also trying to be able to go on this important anniversary trip because it's our 15 year anniversary. Um, but this feels like a good middle ground of it's okay that I'm working from home and it's okay that y'all are here and not just hemorrhage money. Um, the least favorite, the, the part that I like the least is that there are times when I really wish that I could 
go be out and see friends or see family. I miss my mom. I haven't seen her in a very long time. You've seen your dad, though. He has visited us, which is very nice. Yeah, I, he needed a haircut. <laughs> he needed a haircut. That's the reason. Um, And I think he also just wanted to see you girls. He was yeah. getting stir crazy. and it's. I mean, I'm sure everyone is. Yeah, and so I, I totally understand why people are feeling restless and want to get out and want this stay at home to be over but we just want to ride it out and be careful um so that there isn't another peak um but i think my least favorite part truly is that there are people out there that are sick and hurting well i think that is very sweet thank you angelica norton Mm -mm, thank you eloise norton okay i want you to give out any idea of what what you think our listeners can do to stay creative during coronavirus times? Yeah, and, and also during the social unrest, um, I think creativity is incredibly important right now. You can feel really stifled if your voice isn't heard and if you're kind of stuck in an endless summer that doesn't feel any different than yeah. the last three months. I think that it's important to find your voice and a way to spend your time to express yourself because, you know, you can go stir crazy and watch TV for endless hours a day or you can feel like you're using your time in a valuable way and make something for yourself or teach yourself a new skill or... Um, learn to embroider or teach yourself that sewing machine that you've got stashed away from your grandmother or I've got a whole bunch of um, sewing stuff from my great-grandmother that was kind of um, handed down to my grandmother and then um, I was kind of the one that was sewing when my granny passed away so I've just ended up with these cool bits and pieces of projects so maybe, like, finish those projects that you've always wanted to yeah. knock out. If you've got a, a stash under your desk like I do of things that you've been meaning to Now's the perfect time to finish that. Or figure out what to do with it. Because right now summer. You don't have plans. It's just the perfect time because coronavirus, you need something to do. Take out that extra stress of papers that you don't know what to do with it. Get out your secret hidden stash of fancy pens and just start drawing. And also, if you are in the organizational mood, we reorganized our credenza with all of our art supplies so that you can find all of your things more quickly. So maybe that's a good project for someone who isn't sure what to do with themselves. Get inspired by having a clean space. Thank you, Angelica Norton, for joining me on Chatty Crafties. And thank you, Ansley, for being my co-host. I am not your co-host. She... What are you? I'm just this random person, isn't it? <laughs> like mommy. And thanks to our listeners for having that special feeling that where you feel like you need something crafty in your life. Like... Chatty Crafties! Thank you for listening. And thanks to my queens of the endless summer for interviewing me. Love y'all. Love you. Yes, thanks to our listeners. We hope you'll join us next time for another episode of Chatty Crafties.
Go to chattycrafties.com for a blog post with photos and a video, social media, links, and more. For more between episodes, I'm at chattycrafties on social. This episode was hosted and produced by me, Angelica Norton. The intro and outro music was by Berman Swale. Please rate and review Chatty Crafties at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Now, if Eloise's call to action to save lives got your creative juices flowing, go put on a mask and go make some art. <laughs>